The MMA on the Rocks podcast is intended for adult audiences and does contain some explicit content. So if you are not an adult, please make sure your parents do not know you are listening to this and do not repeat anything you hear on this show in front of them. Also a reminder that even if you fight recklessly, please remember to drink responsibly. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get to the show. Welcome to MMA on the Rocks. My name is Bill Welker. You are listening to episode 166 of the podcast. Are you joining us live here on YouTube? You want to join in on the live chat on YouTube? Just search MMA on the Rocks. Subscribe and turn on your notifications so you know when we're going live and you can jump on here. Today is Sunday, November the 10th, the day before Veterans Day. So, of course, we have to give a big thank you to all the brave men and women out there who served our country and all the future veterans as well, the active military. Thank you all so much for protecting the freedoms that we do so enjoy. Uh, There's one thing that we can't thank you for, and that's a day off of school. I know somebody who's upset about that. (laughs) All the way from frosty New Jersey, my co-host, Jeff, the animal Wilson. Jeff. Esta lista la sopa? Bill, we had to skip on the soup today. Oh, no soup? Oh. It's 30 oh. degrees. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, we ordered in. But, Bill, um, this school I'm in, it's a private Catholic school. I'm not going to give away the name because then people will be able to find me. And I'll get endless fan mail, which, you know, I, we can't have. But, Bill, we do not get off for Veterans Day, which personally offends me. I... You know, I always thank veterans when I see them out. You know, if I'm like eating with some friends, I'll you know I'll wait until um, like somebody's leaving, and then I'll I'll thank the veterans because, dude, I mean, like you said, they've died for our freedoms. They, you know, they're the reason we don't speak German, and you know, it, you know, I don't even care about the day off. It's it's just about the principle of the matter, you know? Um, I think we live in the greatest country in the world, and I tell this to my students all the time. Do we have our problems? Absolutely we do. But we have a lot of freedoms that a lot of other countries don't, man. Um, You know, my family is from El Salvador. It's a third world country, and it's overrun by gangs in a lot of places. You know, you can't even get on. If you get on the wrong bus, you might never get off that bus, Bill. You know, that's just how it is in some countries. Um... You know, I'm lucky that uh, my family in El Salvador, they live in some safer sections, but it's not like that for everybody. So, uh, you know, we're blessed and there are a lot of good men and women who are still fighting the good fight for us to remain blessed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's my spiel. Yeah, man, it's a good one. I, I'm personally thankful, you know, every day. It's something you can't take uh, you can't take for granted. You know, there, there's a lot of people who had to put it on the line for us to be able to live the way that we do. And uh, I'm personally very appreciative of that. Um, I, I relate to a lot of veterans because of my time in the fire service. It, it's not the same thing, but, you know, the camaraderie, the brotherhood, the you know, it, it's run like a very military operation. So, um, you know, when I talk to a lot of veterans and, and things like that, we, we can bond over those things. I, I know there's a lot of veterans who listen to the show as well. So a special thank you to all of you for your service. All right, man. It's weird to go from veterans to um, 
to talking about a UFC uh, card that took place in Moscow, man. Yeah, we in were, a communist country. Yeah, <laughs> we were at. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't too many generations ago. We were at a cold war with this country. You know, yeah. it was like, but both of us had our fingers on the trigger here. So <laughs> let's move it to Moscow. Uh, UFC Fight Night 163 is a beat Magomed Sharipov against Calvin Cater. This fight was supposed to have taken place last month in Boston in Calvin Cater's hometown, but uh, Zabit was like, nah, you know what? I'm kind of sick. But next month in my home country of Russia, I, I think I'll be good then, unless you want to make it five rounds. I can't do five rounds, but I'll be good for three rounds next month. So, um, you know, why don't we do that? Why don't we move away from your hometown? You didn't really want to do that anyway, did you? And let's do it in Moscow and, um, let's make it a three round, uh, main event. How's that sound? And, and apparently that was, that was fine with everybody. And I was kind of, I was kind of looking around like, does nobody else think this is weird? Uh, (laughs) what, what, what were you thinking, Jeff? I mean, am I, am I alone on this? First off, I was thinking about what the THT levels are permissible over in Russia, Bill. That was my first thought. And second <laughs> off, I, I was disappointed. Um, you know, I texted you about it. Uh, what day was it? Friday or Saturday? Not all because I I didn't know there was going to be three rounds until Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. and I, I I was annoyed. Um, you know, I think it shows a lack of discipline. On the beats part, and it shows a lack of professionalism. Listen, mm-hmm. you know what day you got to be ready. Don't chump out now. And also, doesn't the beat train in like New Jersey? Now he's going to travel halfway across the world just to yeah. fight in, in his hometown. Yeah. Like, give me a break, dude. Um, but moving into the card itself, Bill, I'll be honest with you. This card was not what I expected. Um, it was, it was, it was a sleeper, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to fight to stay awake for it, and it was in the middle of the day. All right, <laughs> I felt like I was watching eight hours of Russians not win in their home country <laughs> until until the the main and co-main events, I guess. Um, and, and I think there was one other one in there, but yeah, um, it, it was weird. You know what else was weird, Jeff? Twelve guys, twelve fighters on this card with a last name that ends in the letter V. I don't know why that stood out to me, but I had to count them because it did stand out to me. A lot of obs <laughs> in there, Volkov, Sharipov, uh, and all these guys. Um, in any case, yeah, V for very boring, uh, I guess. Um, I was um, personally, I was like doing yard work and stuff. I had the ESPN Plus up on my laptop and I had it outside and I was like having a beer while I did some yard work, like. Um, pulling some hedges out and stuff because it's actually been beautiful here in Florida, Jeff. We, we just got down into the 70s. It was actually like in the 60s last night, which was perfect. Uh, in any case, we, we can get back to the weather later, especially because I'm going to be coming up to New York next week. Uh, so Zabit, uh, you know, outpoints Calvin Cater. I, I wouldn't put it uh, as anything more than that. Uh, the third round, he completely turned his back and ran away from him, which I'm never a fan of. Uh, and, and I know, I guess he was battling some staph infections and stuff like that. And he had, he had some other stuff going on, but um, it, it, I, I was more impressed with Calvin Cater, you know, pressing the action, 
when he was losing uh, than I was with Zabit outpointing Calvin and, and then running away when he knew he had it in the bag. Uh, it was just the kind of performance that left a bad taste in my mouth. And I know there's been a big hype train behind Zabit, and uh, I can't get on it, Jeff. I just, um, you know, he does some flashy stuff. He had that that cool uh, Sulawev stretch, uh, knee bar finish a couple of months ago. Um, but, man, uh, I'm, I'm just starting to get a, a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. You know, the running away, the, the changing venues, the I can't do five rounds. Uh, and then he wants a title fight. I, I don't understand how you can refuse to fight five rounds and then say, like, hey, I want to fight for the title now. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think he needs another fight uh, before he gets anywhere near Holloway or Volkanovski. Um, but I was impressed with Calvin Cater in this one. You know, he he didn't get frustrated. He kept chasing Sabit even when he completely turned his back on him. He just kept walking him down, walking him down. I wish he would have cut a few more angles and cut the cage off a little bit more and trapped him. Uh, it looked like he stung, stung him a couple of times, and we all know Cater can hit like a fucking truck. Um, what were your thoughts on this main event here, Jeff? I, I know you weren't too thrilled with the card overall, but uh, give me your thoughts here. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, Bill. I'm on the Zabit hype train, and I'm thinking that maybe I got a couple more stops before I get off. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I was really disappointed. Uh, you know, he went in there, wasn't really looking to put on a show, you know, just kind of wanted to get two rounds under his belt, and then you call it a day. Um, which, you know, I, it, it's a sound strategy if you want to win. But if you're looking for a title shot, you got to give me more than that. I think you got to give the UFC more than that. You got to give the fans more than that. And, you know, Zabi kind of just was like, all right, let me just outpoint this guy and then we'll move on. Um, I don't think that's the way you approach title shots in this day and age. You know, when you have guys like Conor McGregor who have gone through a meteoric rise um, and, you know, gotten title shots, maybe when they didn't deserve it. Although, mm -hmm. you know, Conor McGregor did really well with the title shots he got. Um, but, you know, it, it's a day and age where people remember the last thing you did before the title shot. So, you know, if you're a beat, you gotta put on a show here. You gotta, you gotta finish Calvin Cater, and mm -hmm. you know that that's a tough ask. Honestly, I think Calvin Cater, you know, he's a tough dude as well. I I think if they had gone five rounds, I see Zabit losing this fight actually. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe maybe it's for for the best that he wanted three rounds. Uh, like you said, he was slowing down in that third round, and mm -hmm. that's a problem that you know has happened before with him. So yeah. I don't, I don't think he's ready for a title shot. I think you got to give him somebody else in the top five here first. Um, maybe Brian Joe Ortega. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I was thinking Joe Saldo, but yeah, uh, Brian Ortega would be awesome to mm -hmm. see to see those two go at it. Or maybe we could finally see the Yair fight because here's two guys who have kind of been like, um, you know, like prima donnas. A little mm. bit, uh, in different ways, but you know, I would put them kind of in the same category. So, fuck it, make them fight, and, and like loser leaves town, and maybe the winner does too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that fight happens. Neither of them would sign that contract. 
Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know if I want it to be five rounds. Oh, it's going to be in Montana. I don't like states that start with M. Like these guys, <laughs> like what? just fucking get in there and fight. I need more guys like Ally Aquinta who's like, oh, you called me out and it's going to be on the other side of the world. All right, I'll be there. Even though the UFC offered him like, hey, Al, you want to do it in New York? He's like, nope. This is where he called me out. That's where I'm going. And we're going to fight. And, and that's it. Those are the guys that I respect the most. Um, so we need more raging owls in the world. In any case, co-main event, Alexander Volkov looked good. Uh, I don't have anything else on this one. Uh, it. He looks good. I don't have anything to say about him or or whoever it was he was fighting. Yeah, we can move on. Um, <clears throat> Danny Roberts with an impressive knockout over uh, Zalim Imadiev uh, in the second round, just right before the bell, uh, just six seconds to go to the end of the second round, and he comes in with a nice combination. This is why you got to move your head after every punch, uh, you know, because he – he throws that combination, moves his head after the first punch, and then he comes around with that big, um, that big looping punch and put Imadiev down. Uh, and I thought it was a an impressive win for Danny Roberts. So, what do you think, Jeff? Yeah, it was super impressive for Danny Roberts. And uh, you know, we talk about it all the time. If you're going to stay in the pocket, you gotta you gotta get your head out of the way. Um, Imadiev learned that the hard way, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, he might have learned a lesson. <laughs> if that's if he remembers it. <laughs> yeah, he might have, he might not. Anyway, <laughs> Ed Herman was um was uh holding his opponent against the cage and breathing heavily on him for three rounds and it worked. Uh <laughs> I mean that's how I saw it anyway. He landed some nice knees though, but it looked like yeah. um it looked like old Ed Herman was sucking some wind there, man. I mean here's a guy who who used to come in like ripped all the time and and you gotta wonder like why is this guy still flying across the world and, and fighting like these young lions and um uh i don't know man but you know, he, he gets the win over over a young Russian kid who was supposed to come in and, and steamroll him. So, you know, credit to him for that. Uh, any thoughts on that one, Jeff? Yeah, uh, both of these guys were just so tough, dude, especially uh, Abragamov at the end of this one. You know, he was eating some nasty knees, face all bloodied. You could tell every knee was a world of agony for him, dude. Because mm -hmm. every knee that he ate, he would cover up. His his hands would be on his face. Uh, probably broke his nose. Uh, so you know, credit to both of these guys. They they went to war last night. This was yeah. one of the fights that did not disappoint me. Yeah, it was it was an interesting fight. Um, I just feel like um, for me, like having seen Ed Herman in his pride in his prime, and now seeing it like back when he was with Team Quest. Um, and seeing him now, it's like um, it's like a before and after picture from like a weight loss commercial. But like this is the before, <laughs> like what we have now. Um, yeah, it's just like I don't know why Ed Herman's still doing this. I guess he's just still uh, super competitive. And uh, Matt Temple wants to know why we're not drinking pop off vodka 
Uh, it's because we don't drink we don't drink vodka on this show. I'm drinking uh, I'm drinking bourbon and ginger ale right now. Actually, <laughs> I usually never mix anything with bourbon, but it's a little bit warm here in Florida, so I need a little ginger ale in there. So here we go, Anthony Rocco Martin and uh, Ramazan Amiv. I, I thought Amiv was really impressive in this fight, especially I think it was in the second round when Rocco Martin had a Kimura locked up mm -hmm. on him and they went through like every position of the Kimura trap system. And at one point, Amiv was defending the Kimura. Usually the way you defend a Kimura is you have to lock your hands together and then you have to weave one hand in between. It's a whole thing, and and most of you are are not even watching a video of, of this. It's it's all audio audience. But in any case, at one point he tried to lock his hands together, and he could only grab one finger. And I thought this dude was gonna break his own finger off in order to not tap to this Kimura. <laughs> that was fucking dedication, man. Because um, you know, there's a lot of people who would tap in that scenario, and he stuck it out. He's a tough kid, man. He's young. Uh, you know, Anthony Rocco Martin is is no easy test for anybody. He's up there in the top fifteen, I think, in the welterweight division. Slick jujitsu. Um, I thought Amiv was getting the better of him on the feet. You know, he was snapping that jab in his face, and and Martin kept telling him that it wasn't hurting him, which usually means it hurt him. Uh, <laughs> you know, ten out of ten times, if you're saying that didn't hurt, it's because it fucking hurt. <laughs> um. In any case, I thought this was a pretty competitive fight. Uh, at least, you know, the times I was looking up from my yard work to to watch it. Uh, any thoughts on this one, Jeff? Yeah, this was another good fight, man. Uh, both of these guys are so tough, dude. And I'm with you 100%. I th there were a few times that I thought Ameev was going to tap to that Kimura. Uh, you know, I credit to Rocco Martin, man. He was like he was like a pit bull going for this Kimura, man. Wherever Ameev was going to, you know, Martin would move his legs to, to reposition and just not let go of that arm. So, mm -hmm. you know, I as a bigger, stronger guy, I, I love Kimuras. So, you know, I, I love seeing stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole time this fight was competitive, man. They they each made each other work. Uh, so, yeah, this was definitely one of the better fights on the card. Yeah, this is one of the ones where they announced a decision. And I was like, oh, Martin got it. Oh, all right. Yeah, I guess. Cool. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Shamil Gamzatov uh, with a split decision victory over Clids and Abru. Um, Magomed Ankalaev, this was a, an impressive knockout. The front kick followed by the punch, uh, over uh, Dalcha Lungiambula. Uh, th these guys were like some big, scary dudes in there swinging on each other. This one's pretty good, too, Jeff. You know, as we're, as we're like kind of reflecting on this card, it wasn't that bad. It just it really did feel like it was going on forever, though. Like, I felt like it, it was. It was taken up like because it's like the whole middle of the day. Usually it's just the end of the day. Maybe because it's that middle part of the day, you feel like it's going on forever and we're still all fucked up from the time change and everything like that. Um, but man, it, that front kick knockout. Uh, and, and these are two dudes that looked like at any point, one of them could have put the other to sleep. Uh, but I, I, I like this one too. Give me your thoughts, Jeff. Yeah, Bill. Now, now that we're like, you know, breaking this down and talking through it, I think the card was more enjoyable than I let on. And I think you're right, man. Just having in the middle of the day, just feeling it going from like morning to afternoon. And, mm -hmm. and I, I think my body's still kind of getting used to the time change. Um, 
you know, even though it's been a week. But I'm getting older, Bill, so I can't do it like I used to. Usually three days I'm good, but I think it's taking me a little longer this year. But anyway, um, dude, that, yeah, that front kick was sick, man. It reminded me of when Anderson Silva knocked out Vitor Belfort. And mm-hmm. and um, after after the front kick, Ankaliev just comes flying at him with a, with a straight right. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, super exciting fight. Uh, you know, even before that, the fight was really, really exciting. So, yeah, but I think for me, it was KO of the night. Um, I think it won performance of the night, this knockout. Uh, so, yeah, Bill, now, now that we're going through it, I, I think it was just a longer card. But overall, not not bad now that I'm looking back and reflecting on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, let's see. Rustam, uh Kabalov, unanimous decision over Sergey Kandozko. Um, this was, uh, you know, Kabalov just using his wrestling, um, and it wasn't as successful as you would think about it because you hear stories about this guy, like what a beast of a wrestler he is. Uh, and he had a hard time putting Sergey down. Um, uh, in any case, uh, that's all I have to say about that one. Unless you got anything to add. No, I think you covered it. All right. Carl Roberson with the submission over uh, Roman Kopolov. This is a fight. Uh, Roberson just, you know, dominant with the, the leg kicks um, over and over and over with the leg kicks and just like picking his shots, landing at will. And then in that third round, he got poked in the eye. And it was yeah. really bad. They thought he was bleeding from his eye. It turns out it was a cut that was like just below the eye or just above the eye, something like that. And then uh, Roberson, who's or Robertson, sorry, Robertson, who's a, a kickboxer, uh, ends up getting the rear naked choke victory over Kopolov. Uh, and it was kind of weird because the referee didn't see the tap. So Robertson is on top of him, like choking the life out of the guy. And he's like, he, he's tapping over here if you want to look. And so finally the ref did see it get in there and break it up. Uh, thoughts on this one, Jeff? Bill, I love this fight too, man. Uh, you know what? I think, I think what it was, was the prelims were really good. And then I felt like things slowed down a little bit during the main card. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Carl Roberson, man, just went in there and went to work on Roman Kopolov, man. I, I feel like he broke him in those first two rounds. And then, you know, third round, uh, the eye poke happens really bad. Uh, this guy's, you know, Roberson's bleeding from his eyelid. So it's, you know, so it's the blood's going into his eye and he still wants to keep fighting. Um, I thought the ref did a fantastic job. You know, it took a point away from Kopolov, well-deserved. And not only does Roberson say, no, I want to keep going. Then he goes and finishes this guy um, with a beautiful rear naked choke, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, super tight, uh, flattened Kopolov completely out. And, you know, Kopolov's a tough guy. So, you know, Roberson went in there, um, picked him apart on the feet, and then finished the job in the third round after, you know, the doctor looked like he wanted to stop it, uh, mm-hmm. especially after last week with, with all the blood of Nate Diaz. So uh, fantastic fight for Carl Roberson. And, you know, a great performance for him. I can't wait to see him get back in there. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I've always been high on him, and I, I thought it was a great performance, and he definitely punctuated it with that submission victory, especially it being known that he's uh, 
a striker, you know, finishing yeah. with a submission. David Zavada tapping out the cousin of Khabib Nurmagomedov. Abubakar Nurmagomedov submits to a triangle in the first round. David Zavada, um, man, crafty veteran here, getting it done with the triangle. And you got to be worried about Abubakar, the way that Khabib was taking him by the arm. Somebody posted a picture on Twitter of Khabib grabbing his arm and like like really squeezing his fingers into his bicep as he was dragging him out of the cage. <laughs> this poor guy might have gotten beaten to death backstage for tapping and um and disgracing their Nurmagomedov name. And and this is a guy who also submitted in one of his fights in the PFL to uh Pavel Kush, I believe, uh in the in the previous season. So he comes over to the UFC. I guess Habib uh you know pulled some strings to uh to get him in here and then uh you know taps to a triangle and, and it was a it wasn't like a triangle that was like a sneaky setup it was like a hey i'm pulling my leg <laughs> pulling my shin across your neck man you gonna do anything about this no all right i'm gonna lock up <laughs> I'm throw my knee over your ankle over my ankle you're still not gonna posture out of this all right <laughs> i'm gonna squeeze now you good? <laughs> like there was, there wasn't really any defense to it. Um, in any case, man, I'm more concerned about, over the beating he's going to take after the fight than than uh, the embarrassment he faced getting submitted in front of the hometown crowd here. But uh, give me your thoughts, Jeff. Dude, first off, David Zawada. He was awesome in this fight, man. Um, you know, even off his back, he's always attacking. Always looking, throwing his legs up, looking for submissions. You know, he transitioned from an armbar back to a to a triangle, and then had the triangle armbar going on. And dude, I think you're right, Bill. I don't think we're gonna be hearing from a Bubakar <laughs> anymore. Yeah, we we better, we ain't never hear from him again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a quick shout out to the Sound of Violence guys who who joined us, uh, and they're cracked open a pumpkin beer, which is always nice to hear. I know those guys are are fans of the pumpkin beers as we are, Jeff. You know, they're not pumpkin phobics like some of the listeners out there. If you guys don't know the Sound of Violence, they do a podcast about MMA podcasts. Uh, so they basically will tell you, uh, you know, which MMA podcasts uh, of the week were worth checking out and which ones you could kind of skip over. And uh, I'm, always, I'm always thankful when we make the list, you know, when we're, when we're on there, the honorable mentions or – or um, and they, they break it down like that. Like you have to you have to watch this one. You you might want to catch this one. Here's the honorable mentions. You could skip these. Uh, and if you're a well-rounded fight fan, you know listen to A, B, C, and D. So they're doing a they're doing a good service out there, Jeff. You know, just like just like our veterans, the Sound of Violence guys are out there listening to all these MMA podcasts, so you don't have to. And, uh, <laughs> I like that. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I appreciate it because I I'll always check out their list because I don't have time to listen to everything that's out there. You know, I'm like, all right, let me see what I gotta let me see what I gotta tune into this week. Um, the rest of this card, you know, Roosevelt Roberts looking good, very you know, very stoic, very stiff, um, very calculated striking like we're used to seeing from him. You know, he looked good against uh, Yakovlev there. <clears throat> Pani Kianzad, unanimous decision over Jessica Rose Clark, and Davy Grant split decision over uh, Gregory Popov. Anything else on uh, UFC Moscow, Jeff? 
Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that Grant versus Popov fight for just one second. Bill, that was a competitive fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's how you open a card, man. It was so back and forth. Uh, I thought Grant won in the end, but I could have seen it going for Popov too. Um, and you know, in this bantamweight division, that's a little empty at the moment. I thought this was a really entertaining fight. Uh, I thought it set a really good pace for the prelims. This is one of the, those few cards where I really enjoyed the prelims a lot more than I did the main card yeah man there was something about that main card where it just kind of fell flat and then what's so weird is that it dragged on so long and then at the end of it it's like man we're not getting a five round main event like (laughs) i felt like i felt like the typical like always unsatisfied mma fan which is what i always strive not to be you know i always try to find the positive and everything but i was that guy yesterday jeff and you know, I guess you got to be that guy sometimes if you're a fan of this sport because it's just going to let you down sometimes. And, you know, it, it's like um, it's like people who, like, always root for the Jets or something. It's like they know they're going to be disappointed every week, but they still got to do it and, like, paint your face green or whatever the fuck they do. Um, it, you know, you got to be like that sometimes if you're a fan of MMA. You got to you gotta paint your whole face and body and nuts green and show up knowing your team's going to lose anyway and then go home with green nuts and, and a loss. Uh, yeah, but Bill, different, man. I mean, the Jets don't have to deal with, the, with losing 33-zip to the Patriots. Um, they deal with that on a daily, on basically a yearly basis. You know, as <laughs> MMA fans, we get rewarded every now and then. That's so true. It's different. That's true. And, and and it's weekly too. So it's like we had one of the best cards ever last week, Madison Square Garden. And like this one, you know, kind of a dud, but then going back over. That's why I'm glad we sit down and, and go over it every Sunday, Jeff, because I'm reminded of all the things I actually did like. You know, I might have just gone on today, the rest of the day and the rest of next week until the next fight night which is 164 in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I might've just gone on thinking like, oh man, that Moscow card really sucked ass. I, I wish I didn't watch that. But now that we've sat down and talked about it and, I, and I've got some booze in me, um, I'm thankful for it. So let's look ahead. UFC Fight Night 164, uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, headlined by Jan Blachowicz against Ronaldo Jacare Souza making his light heavyweight debut. And uh, Blahovich has played spoiler for the last guy who tried to move up to light heavyweight, and Luke Rockhold just beat the fucking shit out of him. Uh, I don't know, man. Jacare is like, he was one of those guys four or five years ago, nobody wanted to fight him. You know, he was just so dangerous. Uh, I guess he still is. You know, he's still, he's kind of an anomaly because he's like adding tools to his toolbox like he had that head kick knockout of Derek Brunson like he's knocking dudes out now and he's still got this nasty jiu-jitsu that's like scary like he wants to rip your limbs off scary um but then at the same time like he's been on a pretty bad skid uh you know he's coming off that loss to Jack Hermanson at Fort Lauderdale a couple months ago so he's making the move up to light heavyweight I think it's probably a good move for him he's a pretty big dude but not like huge like oh my god that guy makes 185 like you look at him like oh yeah he's a really muscular yeah middleweight um i don't know man hey it, it for me it seems like blahovich has a shitload of momentum right now 
And, uh, you know, he's not having anybody coming up to his division and, and, and just walking through him. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Jacques Ray, always have been. But, um, I, I, you know, maybe the move up will be good for him. I don't know how much he was sucking himself out in those weight cuts. But give me your thoughts on this main event, Jeff. What do you think about this? Bill, I'm nervous for, for Jakari here. I mean, you got a pissed-off Blahovich who I think should have gotten a title shot. Um, oh, before Dominic Reyes, that's just me. But um, I don't know, man. Blahovich, uh, he's a tough dude, man. He hits hard. Um, he, you know, we haven't seen too much of his grappling, but you got to assume he's a strong guy. I don't think Jakari is going to have an easy time taking him down. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, on the other side of the coin, Jakari has been adding to his arsenal, man. Like you said, the head kick knockout, uh, his jab's been looking really good. His hands have been looking uh, a little a little better in mm-hmm. recent fights. So uh, this is, this is going to be a real competitive fight. I'm excited for that one, man. And, you know, it's in Brazil. The Brazil cards never let you down, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The the Brazilian crowds always always bring the best out of the fighters. But Blahovich can grapple, man. He's got that weird like arm triangle, rear naked choke hybrid kind of thing that he does from the side. Um, I, I don't know if he's gonna catch uh, Jacare in anything weird like that. I, I would really be interested to see this one go to the ground. Actually, Thank you. oh, you gonna say something about that? Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, and I think uh, Jakari is a kind a little pissed that uh, that he lost the ground game against uh, Jack Hermanson, who mm-hmm. you know, he's a tough dude as well. Um, you know, I can't wait to see his next fight. But um, yeah, dude, I, I feel like it kind of hit hit a nerve with uh, with Jakari to kind of lose at his own game there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're reminding me, yeah, I forgot about Blahovich's crown game for a second there because I'm so used to seeing him just, you know, dismantle people on the feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, poor Luke Rockhold. I'm pretty sure he still can't talk after his fight with uh, Jan Blahovich. So, yeah, it's it's going to be good, man. This whole card, just looking top to bottom, you know, yeah. main event, you got Shogun and Hua back in the mix. Charles Oliveira's in here. I'm a big fan of his. Um, the man... The myth, the once legend, Henan Barrow is on here. Um, Randy Rudeboy Brown trains out of uh, Henzo Gracie NYC. He's going to be on this card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Green, the James Krause. Um, <laughs> we haven't seen James Krause in a while. Yeah. Um, dude, this whole card looks really, really interesting. Yeah. James Krause and Sergio Marais. That's a, that's a sleeper of a fight. That's a fun one. Uh, Mauricio Shogun Hua and Paul Craig uh, is a co-main event. Quick turnaround for Paul Craig after coming off that impressive victory in his last fight uh, where he knocked out Alonzo Menafield, I believe. Um, I'll double check, but I think you're right. Yeah, look into that. Uh, Charles Oliveira, Jared Gordon. That's a really fun fight. Uh, big step up in competition for Jared Gordon. Um, let's see, Antonio Arroyo, who I believe came off of Dana White's contender series. Man, we just keep seeing so much talent coming off this contender series. Um, if that's indeed where it came from, pretty sure. Uh, yeah, so to just for the Paul Craig, yeah, his last fight was against Vinicius Moreira, and yeah, he got him with a rear naked choke. Oh, that's right, but he like almost knocked him out and then he yeah. choked him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, he's been a little hot and cold, uh, Paul Craig, it looks like. Kind mm-hmm. of a win-loss, win-loss record. But, dude, when he's on, he's on. So that'll be a good fight. Yeah, and he's fighting Shogun, who you would think is like 89 years old by now, but then you look and he's like 36. <laughs> Just because he's been fighting since he was like four. <laughs> and he's <laughs> and he's fought everybody ever. Um, let's see what else we got on here. Francisco Trinaldo and Bobby Green. It's Brazil, man. So Usada could take a hike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> Worley Alves and, and Randy Brown. That's a really fun fight. Um, two guys that are you know really good jujitsu. And then uh, you said you mentioned Henan Barrow. He's fighting uh, Douglas Silva de Andrade. This is a fun little card, man. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun stuff on here. I'm really looking forward to that Charles Oliveira, Jared Gordon fight. That one's really intriguing me, really jumps off the page to me. James Krause and Sergio Marais as well. Um, and Bobby Green and Francisco Trinaldo. How could you be mad at that? Those are two guys that are going to go until they're, you know, they can't breathe anymore. And then, you know, they'll probably swing a little while longer after that. And it'll be a fun one for everybody. All right, Bill, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Pick a fight of the night for me. What do you think is going to be the fight of the night for this card? Hmm. I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go with Trinaldo and Bobby Green. Mm. Put me on the spot. I, I think because I just hyped myself up about it, maybe that's why I'm going <laughs> with that. And it was like right when you asked me. But, yeah, I'm going to – what do you think? I'll be honest with you, man. I'm in that Sergio Moraes versus James Krause fight. I think that's going to be fight of the night. I think people should not sleep on that one. Yeah, man. This is a fun one. Yeah, yeah. It it looks like it's fewer fights than the Moscow card, but I'll take quality over quantity any day of the week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And then, uh, so that'll be cool. And then I'm going to be up in New York, Jeff, and I don't think there's a fight card um, going on while I'm going to be up there, but uh, it's going to be, I don't know what the podcast is going to look like the next couple of weeks. Maybe I'll do a show here and there. While I'm on the road, I'm going up for my sister's wedding, which Jeff will be attending. Uh, So the animal and I are going to party and have some drinks a little bit upstate New York. Uh, Maybe we'll do a show. uh, You know, maybe we'll get drunk and forget to do a show. I don't know. (laughs) That's going to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what happens when the animal and I get together? Um, You know, sometimes it's good to just, just spend time with people when you have it and, and not, uh, not worry about obligations. In any case, I, um, I'm finishing off. I don't know if you noticed, Jeff, I finished my bourbon and ginger ale and I poured a little more of this Woodenville, uh, bourbon that my buddy Matt brought over last week and it's bourbon from Washington state. So it was like still a little drop left in there, Matt. Uh, if, if you're still here on the, uh, on the live chat here, but, yeah, there won't be for long because I'm gonna go and tackle that, and uh, Jeff and I will be uh, we'll be drinking some things and uh, smoking some cigars and and celebrating uh, celebrating the matrimony of my my sister and her and her fiance Dave, who has actually been a guest on the show several times, and the who Portuguese man of war, yep, <laughs> the Portuguese <laughs> man of war, yeah, man, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a really fun wedding. I'm really looking forward to it. And then uh, I'm going to be taking a road trip up to New York 
uh, you know, from Florida. So I'm going to be stopping in Georgia, uh, South Carolina, Virginia, and then ending up in New York. Um, so if you have any spots along the way, any breweries or distilleries, you know, give me a shout on social media at MMA on the rocks. Let me know what I need to be checking out or just follow along on Instagram. I'll post some stories everywhere I am, uh, you know, what I'm drinking and, and, you know, if there's any MMA news, I'm always reacting to that on, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. Try to keep up with it as much as possible. If you guys want to get a hold of the animal. It's at animal underscore Wilson on Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you're following that guy and uh, reach out. Let us know what you're thinking and drinking out there. We appreciate everybody joining in live chat, everybody who listens, everybody who subscribes, wherever you subscribe, please leave us a review. You can even roast us in your review as long as you leave us five stars. And if it's funny enough, we'll read it on the air. Um, we haven't got one of those in a while. So, you know, do your worst or your best, you know, whatever you feel like in any case, that's all we got. Until next time. Cheers, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>